Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, we've entered the digital space here. We, we've we've entered the matrix. We're we're plugged in online, and we're we're doing it uh, we're doing it cyberpunk style. Uh, I believe there's also a young woman in Dublin, Ohio, who Urban Meyer is trying to enter her with some digital space. <laughs> we said we were going to save it for the end. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to save it for her end, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, we've got our we've got our week six slash Urban Meyer is over party episode here. Um, we're gonna get to the uh, to the the down bad Dublin dad at the end of this episode, I think. But um, <laughs> before we do, we do have some games to talk about. Uh, Ryan, we didn't get to talk about the week five slate together, uh, and I'm sure that that will that will play a part in this episode because there are some some games here that have been impacted by that. But uh, do you have any thoughts on yeah. college football before you wanted to jump into this? Yeah, it seems like it's good again. Uh, college football is good again. We love it. Uh, we're pretty happy just to be here for the most part, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Smiling through it all. Can't believe to... this is my life. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been a pretty fun season. I, I can't believe like ranked teams just keep losing. They're just losing, but also getting absolutely obliterated at the same rate as they have been. Yeah. Um, it's making for a crazy year. Um, but of course, like Alabama stays about the fray. Georgia stays about the fray for now. Um, you know, I, I think they're all just waiting for the inevitable land of Cincinnati win the national title. Everyone that's, else kind of just playing for second place right now. That's right. Yeah, we've we've all watched the Bearcats and we all know what's coming down the uh, down the road. There's a storm coming, and that's what we're talking about with Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be cool if there were just two teams from the SEC and two teams from Ohio playing for the national championship, which is basically the only area of the country that cares about college football anymore. Who's just the second? Uh, who's the second team from Ohio? I thought you weren't a big tail uh-huh. guy. You, you getting yeah, in on Chuck, right. You getting right. in on Chuck Martin? <laughs> Keep going. Keep Dust, going. Dustin Crum is, is really tickling your tickling your fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Arth guy, big Tom Arth guy out here. That's that's all of them. I think. Oh, you're, and you're just gonna you're just gonna gloss over Scott Leffler's big win from two weeks ago that we didn't talk about. <laughs> I think I talked about it. You, you you didn't get the chance to to dunk on PJ Fleck, who uh, I, I don't know your thoughts on PJ Fleck, but I would assume it's not they're not positive. Hmm. I certainly have a lot of thoughts about him that I'll be saving for uh, an upcoming court case. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, it's, I'm sorry that your guys' marriage didn't work out. Um, I, I thought that the I thought the week five slate, and I said as much on the recap show, was kind of not as good as I was hoping it would be. Like, and it's it's largely the SEC's fault. Like, we sort of needed those two top ten SEC games to be good, and they weren't. Um, but it, it, there is still a lot of weird things happening, and I think that that's fun, and it's sort of sets the table for this week which has i would say plenty more opportunities for for weird stuff and we can start here on thursday night with a uh i i won't say a sunbelt banger because i think one of the two teams in this is actually really bad but it is a coastal carolina game and you can watch it without feeling like you're missing anything else uh coastal carolina at arkansas state seven thirty on espnu uh ryan arkansas state is really bad they suck, man. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, not much else to say about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, Coastal's <laughs> going to murder them, right? <laughs> I don't yes. Think yeah, it. Coastal. Uh, I am looking at the uh, the ESPN-sponsored ticket prices here on the uh, on the schedule, and uh, you can get in this game for 9 bucks in Joesboro. If you have if you have any listeners in rural Arkansas uh, looking ahead to this game, <laughs> 9 bucks. <laughs> if we have listeners in rural Arkansas, please do let us know, because that, that's wonderful. Um yeah, I think Coastal's going to murder them. Coastal has been murdering bad teams all season, like just rolling through them, really making short work of it. I know that Grayson McCall was in a in a boot on Saturday, but Jamie Chadwell said that it was a precautionary thing and he should be okay. I don't know if he's playing this week. It won't be an issue even if he doesn't play. Arkansas State has maybe the worst defense in all of college football. It's really bad. Uh, next up on Thursday night, Houston at Tulane, seven thirty on ESPNU. What's going on here? Is Dana Holgerson going to make us look like a damn fool this season? What's what's happening? I am not yet ready to believe in Houston because we saw the Texas Tech loss. That was really bad, and I don't think Tulsa right. is especially good. I would like to see Houston do it against a 
somebody with a pulse in the AAC, I think. I'm not sure if Tulane is that team, having watched Tulane the last couple of weeks. It, it's been a not good couple of weeks for Tulane. Just lost to ECU, was blown out of the water by Ole Miss, um, has not really taken advantage of the momentum from playing Oklahoma close. I think Houston might have kind of another romp here, but... It seems like from from watching this Houston team, the defense is really good, like really actually full on good, and I just don't mm-hmm. I don't trust the offense yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's interesting the fact they get Eastern Carolina, SMU, and Memphis all at home. Yeah, um, I don't think they'll win many of those games. I think they have to win one. It's an accomplishment, but still, I mean, a season where they go nine and three or ten and two is way way beyond expectations. Even eight and four is a pretty good year for what we expect out of them. Season, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's I, uh, that's a. Per- if if memory serves, we had them at eight and four because the schedule was very easy. But you know oh. the uh, <laughs> the 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 bottom of the AAC kind of falling out was not factored into that, and so I, I think that I, I think that it would be nine and three, ten and two would be pretty good for this team. I just don't know. I don't know how good the offense is. I'm still not ready to trust Clayton Tune or, for that matter, Dana Holgerson. Grown ass man named Clayton Tune. That's a Django Unchained <laughs> character. <laughs> Yeah, he was one of the first guys that got shot in Django and Chained. He got pulled off the horse and it broke his leg. Um, it was a tough. It was That's a tough right. watch for sure. Uh, Friday because I, I know, especially like for you, you were really rooting for that guy. Uh, Friday night, Stanford at Arizona State, ten uh, thirty on ESPN. I said on the recap show, and I, I want to bounce this off you. I kind of think Arizona State might win the rest of its games. Hmm. Didn't we predict them going like eleven and one? I think we did. We did. I think we did. Unfortunately, predict that like three South teams would go eleven and one. <laughs> Somehow. Well, I think we should only talk about the one that we're correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Stanford is like. I will say I've talked a lot of shit about David Shaw in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, they seem to be innovating and kind of building up a new identity here. Yeah. Tanner McKee seems to be playing pretty well. They do have an ugly, ugly loss to Kansas State, but I mean, I know that Oregon win's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think that looks yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah. I do think they probably get dog blocked in this game, uh, and Arizona State just needs to keep scoring. Um, Jaden Daniels is improving a lot in his accuracy, which is kind of the biggest concern for him in previous years. Mm-hmm. Like he even hovered around a fifty-nine percent mark in previous seasons, and he's now hitting seventy-two in a pretty good clip, uh, which is a pretty huge jump. So if he can maintain that through conference play, I mean, I think that is a game changer for Arizona State and probably puts them in contention to have a top 10, top 15 finish kind of how the year plays out. Yeah, I, I liked watching Arizona State play this past weekend against UCLA. I've liked Arizona State all season. I was wrong too at the beginning of the season apparently, but now we might be we might be right to like them again. And it could also just be that, you know, BYU, which is who beat Arizona State, is also really good. Um, this, right. this does feel like the kind of team like we said with Oregon last week where like, yes, they should win out, but they'll probably trip over their own dicks at least one or two more times. They probably right, they're not will. That good, yeah. yeah, they probably will. They might do it here. Like Stanford, it, it, you mentioned the new identity and I think that that's fair to, to bring up because I was looking at just some, some fairly basic like explosiveness and efficiency stats today. Stanford has the, like one of the most explosive offenses and also one of the most explosive defenses in America. (laughs) Very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. It's an extremely strange heel turn for them. I guess face turn for them where Tanner McKee is, is, you know, throwing bombs and they're making big plays and they can't really, there's not much in the way of efficiency on either side of the ball, but they just make big plays and it's it's I'm not complaining. It's kind of fun to watch. I don't know what to think of these guys. It's certainly good uh, for the sake of just upsetting Pac-12 teams, right? Like I think Stanford might be the team that just goes through and beats every good Pac-12 team this year, but then loses to like Oregon State and you know Utah or something like that. Mm. But you mean a good Pac-12 team, Oregon State? Yeah, Oregon State. But like a, a, a I'm saying like the name brands: Arizona State, yeah, UCLA, yeah, no, USC, Oregon, things of that nature. Um, and very well could do it here <laughs> as well. But I, I hope Arizona State wins. I think that a, a good Arizona State would be fun to have to reckon with. Uh, also on Friday night, if you want to watch a murder, Temple at Cincinnati, 7:30 on ESPN. Temple just beat Memphis. And I very bizarre. I think uh, we talked a little bit in the offseason about how Ryan Silverfield might not be very good. I I'm actually pretty confident now in saying that Ryan Silverfield isn't very good. He was sort of the copy of a copy, uh, and that's that'll happen, right? You know, this is not 
Justin Fuente. It's not even Mike Norvell. It's the copy of Mike Norvell. And he's just not very good at his job. Like the offense is not anywhere near as good as it was under Norvell or Fuente. The defense is atrocious. Uh, this is a bad Temple program. And, and Memphis was sort of outclassed. Yeah, you there. can't lose this game. There's no. just no way you cannot lose this game, which is no. absolutely inexcusable. No. Um, it's a it's a really no bad way around loss. it. Yeah. And yeah. Cincinnati's not going to because Cincinnati's not a bad uh, team like Memphis is. Charlotte at That's F- right. Charlotte at FIU, 7.30, CBSSN. Charlotte couldn't quite pull it out against Illinois. Had a pretty good chance to and, and had a kind of brutal swing of of events where they miss a field goal and then Illinois immediately scores a touchdown on the next play. Um, but this is a good Charlotte team. I think it's a good Charlotte offense in general. The running defense is really bad, which is not great against FIU, but that's pretty much the only thing FIU has going for it. Uh, Ryan, the thing that is more interesting to me is, did you see the rumors today? And there were they were supposedly confirmed not true, but usually when you see things like this, there's a reason for it. Did you see the rumors mm-hmm. that, that Butch Davis is considering retirement? <laughs> him and urban are about to team up to launch some kind of coaching consulting gig uh somewhere in georgia i think rural georgia they're going to team up with uh uh what's his name what's our boy russ Probst yeah Russ Probst. Uh, yeah i was going to say they should do russ this Probst, at <laughs> the three of those geniuses are teaming up and they're going to figure out what's going to go on yeah that's all i know yeah no funny money involved out there with those three that's for sure yeah, yeah. i'll tell you what fiu is staring on the barrel of a uh, an early November matchup against Old Dominion to see if either one of these teams can get a single FBS win this year. Man, <laughs> Old Dominion at least has a coach who's not 80 years old um, and seems to want to be there, which is a, a <laughs> something you can't say about FIU. It's a mistake, yeah. Yeah, I, I, this is a road game, and so I don't, I don't love that, but I'm, I'm gonna trust Charlotte here because uh, this FIU team is really bad. Saturday early, Staple Beer. Uh, Oklahoma at Texas. I think I disagree with this one. This is on noon at ABC. Uh, I don't mm. think this is going to be good. I think it'll be fun, but these two teams never play good games. They f- they play fun games. Yeah, but I mean, look, you got to watch it. It's, sure. I mean, it's like it's the number one. I think it's of the games we have on the, on the docket, it's the most likely to be good. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's the most likely to be entertaining. But, like, Oklahoma stinks. Oklahoma's not very good. Uh, Texas isn't very good. I, I think that I, I don't know if this is going to yield the same kind of shootout that it usually does because I don't think that Texas is going to be able to really move the ball on Oklahoma's defense. What a fun sentence that is. And I don't think Oklahoma's offense can move the ball. <laughs> hmm, I don't know. I, I do think Bijan Robinson might just be able to win this game by himself. Like, I think Oklahoma's defense has been pretty damn good this year, but it also yeah. has not played. I mean, they ain't played nobody, Paul. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're not playing exactly anybody that's explosive so far this season. Like, who has Oklahoma seen on the field this uh, year that has anything like remotely resembling the talent that is Bijan Ross? Right? It's just Tulane. Been... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, I guess they played Deuce Vaughn, and yeah, uh, they kind of bottled him up pretty well. Or he still had 160 all-purpose yards. You know yeah. what I mean? And Deuce Vaughn is five foot one. Letty Brown uh, <laughs> had a pretty good game, too. Yeah, Letty Brown went off against that. And B. John Robinson is either the best or second best running back in the country. He's yeah. a freak. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I think he might should have win the game by himself, frankly. Um, but, I don't know. Spencer Rattler looked a little bit improved uh, still, as always. Him versus the fans. Big robbery. Uh, yeah, you got to see how that plays out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a good environment. It'll be fun to watch. There'll be some rodeos going on. Some and hollering. Mm-hmm. All stuff you want to see. Did you see the... It, it, it would have been in the, I, I think middle of the last Texas game, the Bijan Robinson run, I think it went for a touchdown, where he he's like he, he stands in the backfield and kind of dances around within the first five yards or so for two or three seconds. And then when he cuts up field, he doesn't even really cut. He just kind of steps and his leg does it naturally. And he cuts mm-hmm. up field for a touchdown. It was one of the most freakish runs I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, he's so good, he, man. It's, it's unbelievable to watch him play. It's not even a one-step cut. It's half a step. Like, he steps, and he's, his the rest of his body is already cutting, and the leg just does that. Like, it looks like he was going to tear his ACL. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like that. Like, he is, his bones and, and muscles just move. This guy was designed to be a running back. <laughs> man. Um, yeah, good for him. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think I put out a tweet on Saturday's game that, uh, I'm just imagining what it looked like if Ohio State had Bijan Robinson and Trey Henderson in the same backfield. Well, the and, the, uh, the issue there being that it po- it couldn't possibly have that because one of them would have ended up elsewhere. 
Says you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure Travion. Can dream, yeah, I'm sure Travion Henderson would have looked at a room with uh, not Mayan Williams and Master Teague and thought, "Yeah, I should go there." <laughs> that seems like a good. I could probably play there year one with with a uh, Vijan Robinson there. Um, I guess Roshan Johnson is just rich man's Mayan Williams, by the way, for Texas. <laughs> good lord, very mean. <laughs> I think he's a rich man's Marcus Crowley. Oh, wow. I don't know. I mean, look, uh, <laughs> you know I like Chop. You know I'm a Chop guy. But Roshan Johnson is, you know, he's playing a little bit of ball. You got to give it to him. Yeah, I, I think Marcus Crowley's better than Mayan Williams. That's what I'm saying. I, I uh, and Roshan Oh, John- that's incredibly bizarre. Roshan Johnson is a, is, a, is a good receiver out of the backfield, which um, Chop is not. It's cool to have an ex-quarterback as your running back, though. We Make do like to have back. that, yeah. And then also have yeah, two funny. running backs as your quarterback. Um, it's mm-hmm. a, it's an interesting strategy, <laughs> for sure. Uh, the one that your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. Arkansas at Ole Miss. This is the game at noon that I'm excited for. These are the two cast-offs, the teams that have been thoroughly sent into the torture chamber by their, their better counterparts in the SEC. I think this game is going to be an absolute blast. I am so excited for this game. <laughs> There I, are dudes in this game. I don't know. Some of the losses are just wore off for me after those ass kickings. It's sure. like it's kind of hard to. Uh, they really got the shit out of them. Like they just embarrassed they, me a little bit personally too. You know, yeah. I, I had some stake in those games, and uh, <laughs> it's a little hard for me to trust these guys. Again. Yeah, they made you look foolish in front of your mm-hmm. in front of your posse. Yeah, I. It's it's. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust these guys as like full on good teams. But the good news is that they're playing each other. And so I don't yeah. need I don't need them to be good. I <laughs> I just need like you know Traylon Burks to be there, and I, and I need Matt Corral to be rolling again. I need the Arkansas defense to look like it has a pulse again. Um, I think that these are two teams that are roughly as good as each other. I think that that quality is probably about fifteenth in the nation thereabouts. It's just that Alabama and Georgia are really good. I think that this mm-hmm. is going to be a blast. Ole Miss is always a cool environment when you get a top twenty five game. I I'm excited for this one a lot. I think this is probably going to be the game that I have on on my computer in the press box while I watch the Ohio State Maryland game. Patrick, ready for a take here? Yeah, sure. Ole Miss is going to lose by thirty points. These guys suck. Oh my god, Ole Miss is fucking bad, dude. <laughs> Ole Miss is really really bad. Uh, yeah, that offense looked like shit against Alabama, and Alabama's defense is uh, frankly not that impressive this year. It's like pretty slow. Yeah, uh, and has very little defense, like front seven talent. Yeah, uh, and Ole Miss couldn't be dick against them. Yeah, uh, I think that Sam Pittman's going to coach circles around Lane Kiffin, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I was not impressed with this team at all. I watched them play against Bama. I, I do want to ask. I, I've got your. I've got a general idea for your Alabama takes. I don't imagine that you think they're going to lose this regular season, even though you're you're still not super high on them, just because who's going to beat them? Um, mm-hmm. Georgia. Is this team just like preordained? <laughs> is this is this the national? I don't champion? think Georgia's preordained, but I do think this is the year they beat Bama. I'm starting yeah. to come around to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably gonna feel foolish soon, but uh, I don't man, know. If they it just will, run the ball man. at will, and no one can move the ball. Yeah, like, like that, I just that defense is fucking ridiculous. Yes, it's it's maybe the best college defense I've ever seen. It's so good. And those Brian Robinson, you know, nine yards after contact going against some 140-pound all-mess defensive back is going to keep up against that Georgia defense. Yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah. I, uh, I think Bama has some pluggers at running back this year, and uh, the receivers are good, but they're not They're not about to set the waddle. Yeah. This Georgia team feels to me, and I, I, I had thought this while I was watching the game, and I forgot to mention it on the recap show. It feels to me like the the perfected version, essentially, of that 2017 team. And that team was, what, three points away, uh, two mm-hmm. and not, not being swapped in at halftime from winning the national championship. The, I think the running back stable is, is slightly worse, but every other position on this team is better than that group's was. Save for, I mean, maybe the receiving room isn't as good, but quarterback uh, is, is, is significantly better. Um, I don't know. The, the one concern I do have with George is just will JT Daniels ever stay healthy for like one three weeks in a row? Yeah, and it, it's uh, and it would certainly be nice to Bennett's playing. They're not. They're not beating Bama. Yeah, but like these, if he is healthy, these running backs are good enough that Georgia can just run the ball. The offensive line is is freakish. Um, Daniels is pretty good when he's when he's actually out there, and the defense is even better than that 2017 group was. And that 2017 group was insane. It was an insane defense. That was the one where they had like five first round linebackers. <laughs> Or something like that, um, 
And yeah. this offensive line kind of reminds me of that 2014 Ohio State line, not in talent level, but just the performance where they can run block anybody in the country. Yeah. But uh, I don't know about the Georgia pass blocking unit so far. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I like to see more from them against good, good pass rush. I think that it would also help to have someone like Darnell Washington back fully healthy or like it's, yes. too, it's too bad that we're not going to get to see this team with George Pickens or presumably Eric Gilbert because I do think that that would also help to heal a lot of the past protection woes that this team has is like like that 2014 Ohio State team receiving threats really like consistent ones didn't emerge until the playoff right like Michael Thomas really wasn't going off until the playoff right game, right? right 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 Devin Smith unfortunately it does seem like uh Eric Eric Gilbert just never played football again yeah uh, which <laughs> stinks because he he's a really interesting player and I I, I feel for him because it seems like he's sort of going through some stuff um I, I hope that that he can get on the field somewhere where he wants to be on the field but um this this Georgia team even without like even with those what ifs that would usually absolutely haunt Georgia for 20 years you know fans would be talking about well you know if we had George Pickens and Eric Gilbert that team would have been won the national championship this team feels like it's good enough to even overcome that and that's I mean <laughs> they're really good right I mean they're freakish they're yeah. not about it but yeah. All right. We'll the, see. We the, got a long season of ball left ahead of us. We do. The ones you try and the five percent chance is actually good. Maryland at Ohio State, noon on Fox. I'm less sold on this one now than I was a week ago. I said on the recap show I yeah. think Ohio State's defense looks like it has been it's been coached, uh, which is <laughs> a, a change in the positive direction for Ohio State. Uh, they brought back the Dwayne Haskins. It's what you love to see. Yeah. You love to see that. <laughs> they brought back the Dwayne Haskins <laughs> offense, which was also correct to do. Um, it feels like Ohio State's coaching staff has just gotten out of its own way, which was what it always needed to do with this team. And I, I think Ohio State's full on good again. Um, Maryland, on the other hand, isn't good, uh, at least not in the way that we maybe hoped that it was offensively specifically. Um, it shit its pants against <laughs> against Iowa. And I think a lot of teams are going to do that. But man, oh man, did it shit its pants. <laughs> it really, yeah, I mean. it really lined up and just like held up a big sign that said <laughs> guy shitting his pants. And then he, he there it went and did it and went and shat his pants. Mike Slot, Mike Box actually told the team at halftime that he was quote going Joe Paterno mode. <laughs> <laughs> they were all very concerned about what that meant. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was uh, yeah, and also I mean to boot like the Dante Demos injury yeah uh, is even worse than anything else too like yeah, yeah Talia sucked but I, mean, I talked about bad Talia good Talia in our Big Ten preview uh, that like uh, people always get infatuated with the good Talia games and then just like ignore the bad Talia games. Uh, yeah. And this was probably the most extreme bad Talia he's had yet. But he does this several times a year, every year. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to pull up his uh, his uh, game log super quick here. Sure. Uh, if you want to vamp for a second yeah, while doing sure. this. Yeah, sure. The loss of Dante Demas is, is really part of what is what is downgraded this game, in my, in my view, because I wanted to see what Ohio State would do with three good receivers, because we haven't really seen that. I mean, Ohio State's not played a good offense yet. Um, I'm not going to define Oregon's offense as good, having watched Anthony Brown. And I would have liked to see that, and I don't think that Maryland has a capable third receiver to, to really challenge what I've been I've been impressed at the secondary in general, and I, I would like to see how the bullet handles a third good receiver, but I don't think we're going to get the chance to. So I got this pulled up, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, this is now his third game of his career with three or more interceptions and nine starts. Okay. Um, which is generally not what you want to see. Uh, <laughs> nine starts there is, is tough. It's a yeah, tough one. Uh, in those three games, he has three touchdowns against 11 interceptions. Okay. Uh, and the rest of his games combined, uh, he has 16 touchdowns against two interceptions. So uh, kind so of a yeah. He basically, it's just Jekyll and Hyde kind of player. You know what I mean? He'll just do this. Yeah, there's, and uh, it will lose you several games a year. You've got within his name. Once you break it down, you've got Tua and Leah, and one of them is Tua, and the other one is Leah. <laughs> and mm, you good, want pretty good. You want more Tua Tongavailoa than you want uh, Leah. The 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 other part of him is not good, and I I don't know which one's going to show up here because it seems like. Who were those games against? Uh, the bad games were against Northwestern last season, Indiana last season, and Iowa this season. Okay, so there is a there's a trend there of sorts that his when bad, he plays any defense with a pulse when yes. he when he plays <laughs> when he plays defenses that like to disguise schemes and blitz a lot, he seems to have trouble. Um, 
Yeah, it's I, surprising that a Mike Loxley quarterback wasn't well coached, prepared for this defense. Yeah, and Ohio State, Ohio State's playing an extremely uh, kind of pieced together version of that. It's not like terribly good at it yet, but it has five stars, so it's good enough to cover for it. But it is kind of a similar idea, so I'm, I'm interested to see how he handles that because it's sort of like playing against that kind of defense on practice mode, you know, where maybe you can get a little bit better at it. You, you see it here, but. Um, I'm not sure he's going to. I, I would be actually pretty confident that he's not going to. I would say so. Um, although there are some weird things to highest State defense personnel decisions still that I'm a little baffled by. But are you telling me that, that a, that a another... six four cover safety doesn't make a ton of sense to you? Oh man, I don't know. Like it just seems so bizarre. <laughs> I just don't get why. Especially I don't know. We should get too far into Ohio State this podcast. Yeah. Give you your own podcast for that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, they're going to be fine. It's not going to hurt the defense. I just don't really understand why it had to happen at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State at Rutgers noon, Big Ten Network. Kind of an interesting test for Michigan State. I Michigan State's got to fucking lose at some point, right? Yeah, but I don't know if it's this week or not. I mean, I don't know. Rutgers might just keep winning, it seems like. And Rutgers might keep losing, I mean. Yeah, Rutgers, uh, Rutgers looked really bad against Ohio State. Like, like the offense looked really, really bad in ways that were not forced by Ohio State's defense as much as they were just like Noah Vidral was playing poorly and the rushing attack, the, the play calling especially was weird and didn't really make sense for what was happening in the game. Yeah, I mean, he can't throw the ball. Yeah. Which is it's an bad. issue if yeah. you're a quarterback, usually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not what you want to see, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Michigan State has just made a living off running the football. And Rutgers, I think the bigger problem last week was not that uh, Rutgers' offense was terrible. I think we kind of knew that coming in. Mm-hmm. Rather that Rutgers' defense looked much worse. Yeah. Uh, and essentially was just not fitting the run very well at all. Uh, they were not maintaining gap integrity. They just bit on everything. Um I don't know. That Rutgers defense looked really shitty last week, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected their offense to be bad, but I thought it'd be like a 38-3 win for Ohio State, not, you know, 52-14 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Michigan State wins this game, but I think it could get spicy in the fourth quarter. I agree. Uh, West Virginia at Baylor, noon on FS1. Baylor loses to Oklahoma State. We still don't, I don't know what to think about any of those teams. Like there's, there's five or six teams in the big 12 that I have no thoughts on. They they could be anything. Um, Can I, can I help you out? Yeah, sure. They're all bad. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair. Uh, I think all (laughs) 10 teams in the big 12 are bad. The best big 12 team right now is Cincinnati. Um, And that's just, that's that's objectively true. And BYU is second. Yeah. Yeah. BYU, (laughs) BYU is second. Um, Houston is third. I don't remember who the fourth team is, but that's probably fourth. Uh, UCF, maybe not. Um, Baylor. I do like Gary Bohannon. I think he's fun to watch. He's not especially good. I think Baylor probably wins this game. It's at home. West Virginia just lost to Texas tech, which is not recommended. Usually Jarrett Dagey is the number one purveyor of like getting 300 yards in a game where he looks fucking awful. Um, <laughs> this kid loves to have an extremely normal stat line in a game where he looked like the worst quarterback you've ever seen. The Mason Rudolph special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think Baylor wins this game. I, I, I don't think highly of either of these teams. NIU at Toledo noon on CBSSN. Uh, valuable for seeing if NIU is actually a Mac contender, which it se- seems like it kind of might be, which is Bizarre. insane. It's it's completely insane. This was an zero six team last year. I d- I did say in the preview that they had like seventy six underclassmen, and so having those guys be a year older was going to change some things. But damn, uh, NIU is now what like three and two or something like that, and Toledo is is privy to to you know losing games like this <laughs> and I, I think that I think that NIU could absolutely pull this off yeah I mean Toledo lost to Colorado State at home yeah uh, <laughs> that's just not something you could be doing that's not allowable yeah that's uh, not recommended usually no so this it's an interesting back game like you said I mean it's not I just kind of trying to fill out a sixth game here yeah uh, that's about all we can watch classic <laughs> yeah I, I think you could I think you could keep this one on like on your phone check what the score is if it's close in the fourth quarter maybe kick it on uh, Saturday afternoon staple beer Penn State at Iowa 4 p.m. on Fox Ryan when will be when will be when will we be freed from the prison that is the Big Ten Fox deal uh, I'm sick of this shit I'm sick of this shit I don't it's want never it gonna happen. I'm tired of it's it it's never gonna happen you can't get away from it it's too late this shit um, sucks I'm just... <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm just shocked they actually put it at four o'clock instead of noon. Yeah, I guess they don't want to go against Oklahoma, Texas, but I don't know. Very bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean this game is going to be—it's a bit of a doozy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be our throwback game of the week almost for certain. Uh, mm. Someone's going to win thirteen to ten, uh, <laughs> and there will be four missed field goals this game, uh, all of which we love. Yeah, we do love that. I think Penn State's going to win. I think it'll be close. I don't. I still don't trust the Iowa offense. It just scored fifty some mm. points, and I still don't trust it even a little bit because it is getting like seven turnovers a game. Seven of the most insane turnovers you've ever seen every game. I just, I don't it's believe... It's of you to bet against that Kinnick magic. Bro. Yeah, I don't believe in this team. I don't have, I don't see any reason to believe in this team right now beyond, yeah, the defense is pretty good. Like, I, come on. The the, the ball is bouncing in the correct direction for Iowa. I, I do not believe it. I don't know, man. Like, I, I understand what turnover luck is. It's definitely a real thing, but like, what is it, 15 interceptions in three games? At a certain point, it's a little more than just luck. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, like, you got to be manufacturing some of those. Sure, and, and they're manufacturing the opportunities, but at some point, just by virtue of you're flipping a coin, um, your defensive backs aren't going to catch all those interceptions, right? Like, it's it's rare that your defensive backs catch every interception opportunity, and Iowa's uh, have. Sean, Iowa's- Sean Clifford throws a softball. <laughs> <laughs> he does so. He does throw a softball. I think that this is going to be close. I think Penn State's going to try and lose. Right? It's going to be one of those where Penn State has a lead in the fourth quarter, and it's just that Spencer Petras can't drive Iowa down the field and win the game. Um, I, I think Penn State wins at like seventeen to thirteen. I am glad that this is going to end presumably at night. I think that'll be cool. I wish it started at night. I would love for this to mm-hmm. be the the you know seven thirty ABC game instead of the shit that we actually get there. Um, but I, I think Penn State wins close. Fair enough. Um, our next game, our, uh, the one your buddy says is going to be good, but he's probably lying and it sucks, is Auburn versus Georgia. Yep. Rather, Georgia at Auburn, 3.30 on CBS. Um, Auburn's going to get dog walked in this game, yeah? Yeah, this They're is... To- <laughs> I- <laughs> Pretty good. I think that Bo Nix is in for a uh, rough afternoon, I would say. Just from yeah, what I, I think they're about to lose four games in a row. Yeah, from what I know about Bo Nix, although we keep thinking that the the fucking clock will run out, the other shoe will drop on Auburn, and it hasn't yet. <laughs> it really probably should. It's, it's time. Yeah, it's been what two games in a row now where it really probably should, and something weird happened. I I think Georgia is going to put Auburn into the uh, the blender for four hours here. I think that this is going to. Yeah, be I, I just don't see anything happen here. For no, for I mean, how does how does Auburn score in this game? It, Auburn's <sighs> offense is not as good as Arkansas's. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, maybe they just if they can absolutely completely shut down the Georgia offense, then. Uh, you know, yeah, and I'm sure that's it. But. I'm sure that'll happen after it did so well against the famously really good <laughs> Penn State offense, um, and the famously really and the good LSU offense, yeah, and and the yeah. uh, the Georgia State offense, um, which I believe was just blown out of the water by uh, by App State, but I, I could be wrong on that. We love that. We love yeah. that. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't think this has any chance of being close, but it's the CBS three thirty game, so you get the spectacle of it. Weird beers that you try, and the five percent chance that they're actually good. Boise State at BYU three thirty ABC, folks. I'm your friend telling you that this is going to be good. I'm the person saying, no, come on, man, try this. It's going to be good. This is going to be a good game. Um, come on, Boise State's going to lose by seventeen points. Boise State's going to lose, but it's going to be fun up until that point. <laughs> We will we will have a great time until then. Um, I think that these are two teams. BYU is is obviously better at it than Boise State is, but these are two teams that have a very similar ideology and and approach to trying to win football games. BYU's offensive line is quite a bit better. BYU will win this game, but this is kind of one of those G five helmet matchups that we talked about, and I think that that will be fun. Sure. And I think that Boise State, with its back against the wall, will at least be able to make some plays here. Hank Bachmeyer has been playing well. Well, he needs more from his running attack and from his defense. Like I said, BYU wins, but I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be pretty close for three quarters, and then BYU kind of grinds it out and pulls it away late. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of not a believer in Boise State this season. I think they've shown uh, just kind of inability to kind of finish close games at all. I don't think the state will be close. They kind of BYU pulls away in the third quarter, maybe, and it's more of a three-score game. Okay. I, don't, I don't see a Boise this season. SMU, yeah, SMU at Navy, three thirty on CBSSN. Navy just beat UCF. I do not think that that is reflective mm-hmm. of Navy in any meaningful way. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think that this is a disastrous Navy team, and UCF is just that 
that much worse without Dylan Gabriel. Uh, play calling. We keep telling you. Gus Malzahn sucks and he's stupid. He's a stupid bad coach. Yeah, um, I think SMU is gonna he's gonna really kind of wail on the troops here. I think this is gonna be not a great day for Navy. Famously, Navy, the team that can come back from large deficits and can score quickly uh, against an SMU team that right, that's, right. that's the only way you can possibly beat them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. SMU is gonna murder them. I, I tend to agree with you. And SMU is just kind of steadily quiet with the rankings here now. Yeah. All they got left is just keep watching all these morons in front of them lose games and just, you know, get ready for their game in Cincinnati when they become morons losing these games. Yeah, that <laughs> Cincinnati SMU, we've said before, we will say again, should be the game day game and the primetime game that week. It will be the best game of the week, whatever's going on that week. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be incredible. Uh, Wisconsin at Illinois, 3.30 on Big Ten Network. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this God. Is- I'd like to introduce a new idea for us, just a hot seat special of the week. Sure. And uh, this is a hot seat special for Paul Chris. He has to win this game. Yeah, he has to win this uh, game. I, I think he I think he will pretty comfortably. Wisconsin has like the best running defense in America. Um it can't score even a little bit if it I mean it literally cannot score. But Illinois can only run the ball and I, I think that this is gonna be kind of a not very fun afternoon for Illinois. Yeah. And Michigan did. I don't know, man. Michigan kind of bullied Wisconsin. I, and that was shocking to me. Yeah. I, I didn't expect Michigan to uh, to lose that game necessarily, but I did. I thought they'd win, in fact. But I did not think Wisconsin was going to absolutely dog walk like that. That was stunning to see. Yeah. Um, I, I, I said, fun to watch it. I said before the game that, that Michigan is just better Wisconsin. I'd stand by it. I think Michigan is a good Wisconsin team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell. Uh, fun to watch, though. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see about the about Paul Christ. He is uh, certainly fucking looking terrible this year. And I don't know, one or two more losses and Jim Leonard's getting a call to be head coach pretty soon. Yeah, they're going to bring Barry Alvarez back to help crucify Paul Christ. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're going to banish Paul Christ back to Pitt. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah. Well, listen, I don't know if Pitt wants him. Pitt's got a Heisman contender at quarterback. Uh, Could Paul Paul Christ ever produce that? (laughs) I I can't wait until Pitt ends up going like 10-2 this season, like makes his title game. He plays in a bowl game against SMU and just loses by 45 points. <laughs> and Pat Narduzzi gets a five-year extension for it. Um, <laughs> Wake Forest at Syracuse, 3.30 ESPN2. Wake Forest survived last week against Louisville. I think it will do the same here. Um, Wake Forest is going to be, what, 6-0? Uh, that's that's yeah. about as good as you can do, I would say. So we, it's quite literally as good as you can yeah, do. Yeah, we do. We do really like six and zero Wake Forest, and we also like five and one Oregon State, which is coming soon as well. Man, it's actually just incredibly bizarre that you know everyone except UConn figured out how to be go from bad to good. Yeah, um, it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, famously, uh, <laughs> no other teams have remained bad. <laughs> They're the only ones. They're the only yeah, ones. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love an ACC where it's like Wake Forest, NC State, Boston College. Yes. That's how you can tell that the, the league is healthy and doing well. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that you can watch. I think you can watch Wake Forest here. I think that Wake Forest is fun to watch. I'd recommend it. I like a lot of this team. I like the offense. I like some parts of the defense, less Less so other parts. The defensive line is not especially impressive, but I think the secondary is good. Um, I'd recommend it if you're looking for something. I'd probably keep my eyes on the Penn State-Iowa game here with Boise State-BYU on the second screen, but I think that Wake Forest-Syracuse is at least interesting to keep your eye on. It's Sam Hartman against a real defense. Saturday evening, Staple Beer, Michigan at Nebraska, 7.30 ABC. I I kind of think this is actually going to be fun. I think it's going to be yeah, in like a so weird I, in like a weird way. I think it's going to be kind of a fun game. Nebraska looks not bad, um, just in general. Their defense looks awesome. Yeah, the defense is is full on good. The offense is kind of working in a weird way. Like it, it still feels not especially stable, and it um, as as uh, <laughs> I'll say friend of the show. I don't know if he listens, but as Thick Stoskis on on Twitter puts it, uh, it shoots itself in the dick a couple times a game. Like it'll have absolutely <laughs> beautiful play calls, and then just the weirdest shit you've ever seen. Um, like I think a great yeah. example of this is I think it was the 2019 Nebraska Ohio State game where Ohio State was killing them, and then on like the third or fourth dr- drive, Nebraska comes out and runs the I form option all the way down the field. It works perfectly all the way down the field, and then for some reason they 
they dial up a pass for Adrian Martinez and he immediately throws an interception. The first play that they go away from the eye form. And it's like, it was working. Why did you stop doing it? <laughs> why did you? It's so good. Why um, did you go away from uh, it? But you have to say this, Adrian Martinez this season is the best quarterback in the Big Ten West and a top like three quarterback in the Big Ten, which is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not a high bar, but yeah. Um, no, it's incredibly low, in fact, but yeah. it's still fun to watch. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm a top five quarterback in the Big Ten as well, which I think is is, is good for me. Um, I think this is going to be fun. I think you got two good defenses here, two offenses that are kind of figuring it out. I think Michigan wins, um, but I think this is going to be another one of those where it's a it's a low scoring Big Ten affair that's not miserable to watch. I think we got two of them this week, um, and that's exciting. That's that's cool. It's a different style of football. It's not necessarily as as high flying, but I do think that it's it's valuable as a change of pace, and I'm I'm going to enjoy watching it. That's right. And speaking of uh, low flying, <laughs> terrible ground attack games. Uh, the Wonder Bunny is good with probably line. It sucks. LSU at Kentucky at 730 in the SEC Network. Yeah. Um, Kentucky's going to beat the doors off of LSU. I'm ready to say it. Ryan, can we talk about 11-1 and one Kentucky? <laughs> I'm talking about it right I, now. I'm thinking I, about it. Because <laughs> I said that on the recap, and when I said it, I kind of thought it was crazy. But if you look at the schedule, uh, I mean, they're going to lose to Georgia. But beyond that, I, I don't know who they could lose to even. <laughs> yeah. And we, we did this preseason, right? Like Georgia yeah. will beat them, but, but the rest of the schedule, like if they win this game, I mean, hell, I don't know. Like maybe Tennessee, if that offense keeps humming, they have yeah. the challenge, but they're going to roll through the schedule, which is crazy. This team rocks. I, they're not, they're Good not on them for scheduling the easiest possible. Schedule yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So. It's, it's the correct, <laughs> the objectively correct thing to do when you're Kentucky. Um, yeah, this team rocks. It is absolutely not good. It is a fraudulent ass 11 and one team. And I think that's totally viable. Um, Mark Stoops knows his limitations and we love that for him. Um, it's Mark out there, right? Yeah, it's Mark Stoops. Oh my God, man. Yeah. If we get a Kentucky versus Pitt bowl game, uh, and they're like you know, combined like 21 and three. Oh yeah. Dude. It's a new year's <laughs> six game. <laughs> it's in the orange. We are bowl. going to that game. Dude, that, that would be awesome. That would kick ass. <laughs> this is yeah, the, oh yeah. This is the Vince Morrow bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, I'm, it's just gonna be so funny to imagine that would rock what if they play like BYU I don't know uh, just, just amazing a lot of stuff coming up at the Doctor for Kentucky yeah I can't wait to see them uh, yeah. if they win this game they are gonna go like their worst case is tentative yeah, one of the best coaches in America. Not a joke. I'm not kidding. Mark Stoops is one of the best coaches in America. He's I mean, really... look, he designed the perfect plan for that school. Yeah. He executed it perfectly. Like he knows exactly what he has to do, and he has full administrative support, and he does it. I mean, it's just like it's a it's like watching a it's like watching Iowa play football, dude. Like they just know exactly who they are, and they do it well. What a king! All time, all time king, right there, Mark Stoops, for knowing his own limitations, knowing his school's limitations, and saying, "Yeah, we're just going to do what we should do," <laughs> and here they are doing what they should do. The only I mean, logical exactly, thing it could do. That's exactly what Mark Antonio did, right? Yeah. Michigan State until yeah. he just overreached himself, and it kind of, you know, then it all fell down. And like, you know who his, we'll see if Stoops learns that lesson, yeah, or he, not, or if he. <laughs> He has never once tried to overreach himself. Like that's that's the thing that has kept this program good and, and has kept it building is that he doesn't do that shit. He doesn't try to reach in and you know like oh we should, we should maybe get that four star who no one else is looking at right like no he sees that four star that no one else is looking at and he recognizes it for what it is is like oh this guy probably killed someone uh, and that's why oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I just I actually that's funny I disagree with you I think he's made the entire thing out of those guys yeah I think he, your only solution when you recruit yeah that's some of the guys recruited. Yeah, uh, but I, I think when you have those kind of players, your solution is to either have like one or two of them on your whole roster, so you mm-hmm. can kind of rein them in individually, or make the entire team out of them. The way that's okay. what Miami teams did. Sure. And he's found the latter approach. Uh, almost every kid he recruits just an absolute asshole, uh, <laughs> but it works for them. <laughs> yeah, because they all they keep each other in check. That's right. Yeah. That's what right. are you, you going? Are you going? Goes like 
goes duck hunting in rural Kentucky and the yeah. other half of the team goes person hunting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, well, are you going to be an asshole in the locker room? Because if you are, the center will shoot you. And this, this is not an implication of, of the center. I don't know who the center is. Just throwing out. Uh, shout out to Drake Jacks in front of the show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this team rocks. I love Kentucky. I love that it's good. Um, weird beers, 5% chance. You guys know the drill. UTSA at Western Kentucky. This one also will be good, I think. This is a fun clash of styles. UTSA is really good at running the ball. It hasn't quite been as good at it this year as it maybe should be, but has still been good. Uh, Western Kentucky can only throw, can't stop anybody. I think you're going to get a shootout here. I think UTSA wins it by a couple scores, but I do think that this is sort of the... Funny enough, I think that this is kind of the CUSA version of the idealized uh, game of, of like what Alabama Ole Miss we wanted it to look like. I think mm-hmm. that's this. I yeah. think that this. I think that this is like the the forty nine thirty five where you're like, man, that was fun. Western Kentucky never really had a chance, but it was fun. Um, right. This is your this is your CUSA Alabama Ole Miss. Sincere McCormick over under two hundred ten yards. Let's say over. He's due. He's. Uh, it's been a kind of a slow season for him, and Western Kentucky's defense is dog shit. I mean, it's a get right game for sincere. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a big opportunity for him. I, I think that he is going to. I think he's going to go absolutely nuts. Uh, Buffalo at Kent State, 7 p.m. ESPNU has lost a lot of the luster without Lance Leipold. I think that Kent State probably wins. Kent State has not yet looked like what we were hoping it would it just barely beat Bowling Green this last week Buffalo is fine it's okay um just lost to Western I just Michigan. want to say here real quick Patrick just to start an argument I do want to say what you thought Penn State would look like I told you okay. that'd be all right all right um I mean I'm still pretty confident that it's going to win this game and also maybe the Mac because I don't know who else is going to um that's true but they still suck yeah, the offense should be better than it is. The defense we knew was going to be like this. Um, and in this conference, I will say wins are wins. I don't really care how you do it. Just win the game. Um, there, there's no such thing as style points in the standings. <laughs> and that's the only thing these teams are playing for. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, our next game is their day with the attack, 730 on AC Network. Yep. Um, yeah, I kind of just had to put this game on. I don't yeah. know what else to say about it. These teams um, suck. <laughs> these teams both yeah, suck. These teams are bad. Uh, I don't know. Notre Dame's defense is pretty cool. I like Kyle Hamilton. He's yeah. fun to watch play. Uh, Notre Dame has some good freshmen on the O-line. They're going to be really good in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyron Williams has not really showed up this year. Yeah, I think that he's sort of in hell with, with the scheme and the offensive line. I will say, watching the Cincinnati game, I, I kind of like Drew Pine. I, I don't think he's that bad right like yeah he's I, fine. I think I'm kind of in agreement with uh with with I think it was Drew Brees on the call who kept saying like well he can run and pass and that's more valuable than anything else that the other two quarterbacks can do but <laughs> like, I would say I don't I think Jack Cohn has like won them two games if you're the otherwise would have lost if they had just like I don't know that other that fresh major quarterback or whatever Tyler Booker yeah but I, I I think both Pine and Cohn have very limited ceilings that are clearly not the answer long term yeah but they might be good enough to get you to I don't know, 10 and 2, 9 and 3 this year. Yeah, I think Pine... don't see that much. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd probably go with Pine this year. Um, go with him as the starter. He probably does get you to 9 and 3 or 10 and 2. I think he's good enough to do that. And let Buckner develop. He's not a good passer yet. Buckner isn't. He's a good runner. Um, try to develop, as, de- develop him as a passer, but don't run him into the ground. Um, Drew Pine essentially just feels to me like knockoff Ian Book, and Ian Book got him to the playoff. It's not It's not that hard at Notre Dame. You don't play, right. You right. Don't play an especially hard schedule. That's the big secret about Notre Dame is that it just plays all the helmets, but none of those helmets are good anymore. Um, and so I, I think they could absolutely still go 10-2 uh, with, with Drew Pine at quarterback. I don't think they can yeah, with I Jack mean, schedule After this game, they get USC at home, yeah. North Carolina at home, Navy at home, Virginia on the road, Georgia Tech at home, and Stanford on the road. So they'll uh, lose to Stanford. Like worst case scenario, this team goes 9-3. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's that what gets you to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're spot on there. Um, this team's not very good, but it's got a good enough defense that it will survive. I think it beats Virginia Tech pretty comfortably here on the channel that that no one either can or will watch. I'm certainly not going to watch this game, but I, I will keep an eye on Excuse it. Excuse me, case. I'm in the middle of a hot that ACC market now. Oh Patrick. man, I'm calling from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that is uh, my TV only plays ACC. 
It's all Milan. That's yeah, there's, you've got 86 channels, and they're all varying <laughs> qualities of ACZ Network. Um, I I did forget to at the top of the show. I did forget to congr- I I forgot to congratulate you on your your tryout as the new Steelers quarterback. Um, I oh, think, thanks so I much. I think man. you're going to do really well. You're you're sort of built a lot like the current guy, and I think that you can, <laughs> you can sort of get that going. <laughs> That's mean to you. You can uh-huh. lift. You can lift weights and move, which is valuable as a quarterback. <laughs> I would uh, throw Big Ben in a dumpster in a heartbeat. Dude, yeah, Not you could close. kill Not Big Ben with your match. with your bare hands. <laughs> I, I am confident that you could murder Big Ben. I agree. <laughs> and folks, we're not going to say that's why he's out there, but we're not going to say he's not out there for that either. Um, last one here. I'm, uh, I'm quote unquote going to be a two one operator. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, last one here. The weird beers that you try and the 5% chance that they're actually good. Very sad fall from grace <laughs> that this one has had Alabama at Texas A&M 8 PM on CBS. Um, Man, this game has has fallen off a cliff. Uh, I, we were we were so excited coming into the season about this one, and Texas A and M's offense is just awful, and the defense is actually not really all that good either. I think Alabama is going to win by four or five touchdowns here. here. Here's what I say: It's time to arrest Zach Calzada. Okay, we had to put him in jail. We have to replace him with anybody else in the roster. Uh, lock him up. I think that Texas A and M's biggest issue is that Jimbo Fisher is its head coach. And when Jimbo I don't know, when Jimbo Fisher is uh, your head coach in 2021, he is going to limit your ceiling because his offense is fucking terrible. It's a stupid offense. But I think the offense would have been good enough like if they had Haynes King running it. It's just that Zach Calzada sucks. It, it it's I get that, but also you're in Texas. You're you can recruit Houston. Your offense doesn't need to just be good enough. Like it could be right, so right. much better than this if anybody but Jimbo Fisher was running it. Like his offense is is among the dumbest in college football. It's so bad. Yeah, I mean it's way too deliberate. Its pace is too slow. Yeah, uh, it doesn't utilize its talent talent well enough. Uh, I, I agree with all of that, but I still think that I don't know. I think a court, this seems a quarterback injury away from being like nine and three, ten and two with a good season. Sure, but I, I think we still had higher expectations for it than than that. Yeah, um, none, right. of, none, of, none of these late games are worth watching. <laughs> again, don't watch them. Uh, once again, don't watch these. I think the only one that's even what kind of viable is God, <laughs> Memphis Tulsa. I guess. Um, might be kind of close yourself that's yeah, still even that's a that's a 9 p.m game it's not that late um yeah don't don't watch these these are these are awful um pretty good week in general i think that it'll be i think it'll be fun to watch ryan would you like to talk about the dublin dad down bad oh oh boy would i um <laughs> <laughs> this is i can't believe that this has happened this is better than anything we could have possibly imagined it's happening faster and funnier than we ever thought. Right. Oh, like, my. I think my, my, my friend, uh, so, so to me that I mean today, like everyone thought he would fail, Yeah, but no one thought it would happen this fast, this spectacularly. It's, it couldn't get better. It is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. I mean, like if someone tells you that Urban Meyer was in like, suburban Columbus, Ohio, Trying to put his you know, two of his fingers through a girl's jeans on on camera down Absolutely after faded. after starting zero and four <laughs> and not going home on the flight. <laughs> he didn't go home on the flight with his team after they lost to the fucking Zach Taylor Bengals. He sent those guys back to Jacksonville, drove up to Columbus, got dinner with his grandkids, and then popped over to the bar with his own name on it and tried to finger. A 22 year old through her denim jeans <laughs> and then oh my god it's so good it's unbelievable i truly am just stunned by it i also can't believe it today he came out and said that it's on the players to the team right did you see that quote yeah oh my god yeah and this whole thing happens he gets caught lying about it everyone's just off of him he's like yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like those guys have paid a lot of money to play. They should probably yeah. figure it out. I don't know. It seems like seems like this is sort of on them. I mean, I'm not really all that involved. I don't know what they. Uh, I don't know what you guys want from me. 
<laughs> so anyway, me and Chris Doyle are going to go hang out. I'll talk to you a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to roll up to the uh, the chop house and maybe get active, you know. Um. <laughs> it's just also like the timeline of events, right? Like it gets hired. Immediately, everyone makes it stupid. $12 million yeah. dollars a year, yeah. right? He hires Chris Doyle. Uh-huh. He hires Anthony Schlegel. He signs Tim Tebow. Uh, he gets caught uh, telling the media that he cut players their vaccination status. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he, just, he gets fined. Just told it some to practice him. Fines. Yeah, just told it to him. Uh, <laughs> you know, he starts 0 4, yep. including a loss to the fucking Texans at home. He has just this embarrassing loss for embarrassing loss time and time again. He's running Trevor Lawrence the zone read 10 times game. Uh, and uh, now he does this. Now he, he does this. I don't, I don't know what he does next, but I, I mean, uh, I think that the. The logical conclusion, the funniest conclusion, is that he just resigns after week five, right? Like this next game happens, they lose again, and he just resigns. He's like, all right, I'm done. Um, he he pulled, five weeks, five weeks. This man is Bobby fucking Petrino. He's Bobby Petrino, like full on. He is Bobby Petrino. There's no difference between the two of them. Well, he's a better college coach. It's the only difference. But, I yeah, guess. I, I think mean, he just landed in better <laughs> jobs than Petrino did. Uh, I mean, come on. I don't know. That, that's 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 not a fair statement here from a higher coach. I hate this guy. I don't know. He's still better coach than Bob Trio. But um, I don't know. Either way, um, yeah. I mean, look, it's Urban Fucking Meyer. He's so funny, man. He's just such a hypocrite. He's the biggest hypocrite in all of sports. Like everyone keeps missing the point too, of like you see all these riled up suburban plebiscites. Like you know, why? Are, you know, oh, oh, yeah, you're so good. You haven't done the same thing as Urban Meyer has. Yeah. <laughs> First of all. No, no, I haven't. But no. two, uh, it's just like not really the point. The reason everyone likes to make fun of Urban Meyer, he preaches all this culture bullshit endlessly. Yeah. yeah. And and here he is doing this. Morals, your faith. And then he does this shit all the time. Like in the Zach Smith shit, it's never ending with him. He always does it. Uh, I, I can't happen to a better guy. I mean, <laughs> I'd love to see it. Yeah, I. this has been the maybe the most disastrous month for our enemies ever I, it, it is a oh man it is a truly awful month for our enemies i mean just think about all the people who have who have who've taken shots here in the last uh, month where or you so. with this? carrie combs <laughs> dead he's in the ground dabo swinney he's gone that's it for him urban mm-hmm. meyer Matt Campbell, more of more of a one for you than me. I like Matt Campbell. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, big dead bitch, big extremely dead bitch, the most <laughs> dead bitch I've ever seen. That man is me uh, out there. Um, Nevada Buck. Nevada Kurt Burton. <laughs> oh my god, Kurt Burton. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, it's it's just been a it's been a flawless victory. Dan Mullen. Um, this has <laughs> been an incredible. Else, an incredible month <laughs> for the flip. Hey, fucking Brian Kelly in Notre Dame. Oh my oh, god, yeah. we're never gonna stop, we're, folks. We're gonna get tired of winning. You're gonna be tired of winning. Oh man, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about hopefully another good week on uh, on Sunday. Well, but before I, we leave, real quick, real quick, yeah, I'm sure. read a part of the story with Thurman. Okay, is that a Snapchat account named Ass and Kitties brought out the pylon cam for this? <laughs> People were like, oh, yeah, you've just seen his arm, which is kind of resting there. And they said, let's go into the booth for one minute. Dude, they had as many cameras on Urban at his own bars that the Fox broadcast had on him on the sidelines at the Indiana game, right? Like they, Oh, my God. Is this, so is this motherfucker going to collapse? <laughs> That's, they, had, they had five different camera angles on this man. You go bar. into uh, you go into Urban Meyer's Pine House in Dublin, and they have a cyst watch TV at every at every table. <laughs> well, you know how his brain cyst is doing at every moment. Dude, the man okay, was wearing question. The which ma- which fake health excuse will he make up this time? Oh, I think he's going to say that, I think he's going to say that he's a sex addict. He needs to go get help for his sex addiction so that he can re- heal and and you know rework his family relationship. I, I think he paints his skin yellow like a Simpson because <laughs> he has to go into dialysis. <laughs> Maybe he starts doing the uh, the colloidal silver and he turns himself blue. <laughs> I've got Smurf like, syndrome. Sorry. sorry, folks, I've become jaundiced. I have to go. <laughs> you know, this breaks my heart to have to do this, but uh, I'm just. I'm, I'm green. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've reached a 
reached a critical level of mercury poisoning. <laughs> I didn't think that those thermometers were really going to do it to me, but here we are. You know, they, they told me to do my own research, and I did, and they thought they were going to be healthy for me, and I guess they just weren't. <laughs> I'd say Shelly for standing by me ever for helping me a minister off those mercury shots. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, shout out to Kyle Lay. I remember he's at by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing well. yeah. I'm sure that you gotta you gotta as a guy like that who fought in the uh, in the the content wars in late 2018. You gotta think just well time well spent really defending this guy. Um, <laughs> really a good way to use. You've got only you know if you're lucky 90 years on this earth. If we're I mean if we're being honest about Kyle Lamb probably 70 or 60 um, and he spent a high number he's 45 maybe um, he spent a full year of his life defending Urban Meyer online that was what he did well, yeah, it got him a job it got him a job Same working <laughs> working in the in the Rick DeSantis office somehow um, yeah I really shout out to that guy uh, speaking of enemies losing that man is working for Rick DeSantis I, we, we won that battle I think um, well, ladies and gentlemen we got him ladies and gentlemen we got him uh, and folks we're going to keep getting him um, and we will we will be <laughs> yeah. back we will be back on we Sunday we have compromised we have compromised to a permanent end the personality known as Nevada Buck <laughs> <laughs> oh can I, if i send you that john cena clip can you play that yeah sure okay <laughs> all right on that note let's call it a night i'm yeah. dmg underscore ryan he's yeah. uh patrick underscore mayhorn uh subscribe to the outside zone newsletter uh, subscribe to the rooster too for all your sure. Dublin dad yeah. needs. Yeah, for all your Dublin dad needs, you can follow us on Twitter at Field Flipping as well. Um, oh, we sure. will, uh, yeah. we will see we will see you guys on probably Sunday. Uh, Ryan, I'll talk to you then. All right, bye.